I feel like Tommy Lahren's probably the kind of person who pays an assistant a certain salary, and then when she asks for things, they just have to pay it out of that exorbitant salary that she pays them. There's no, like, keep the receipts? No. Yeah. Just... Buy me a McDouble. <laughs> you have to go. And, you think uh, that bitch has ever eaten a McDouble no, in her I entire don't. fucking life? I don't know. I don't. I'm I just... think the only McDouble she's ever had was when two Scotch, <laughs> Scottish guys fucking tag team. That's <laughs> pretty good, actually. I like that. Elaine, have I ever told you the story of how I got fucked in the ass by a pygmy tribe? Mm-hmm. I had insulted hey. their local chieftain, and as punishment, they ran a train on me with at spear point. I'm I putting was it in the catalog. Made love to on a pile of inoculated arms, and this beautiful satin, <laughs> I kind of know, pen. cravat. Yeah, <laughs> these galoshes really got <laughs> me through. Priced at seventy nine ninety five. Elaine, have I ever told you the time that my mother suffered from vaginal dryness? Yes. Breathtaking and azure. The only thing that made her feel better was this Delarobia blue set of bloomers. Write <laughs> <laughs> up 500 words on it. I always think that was the fun thing about Seinfeld that I was always like, that, even though it's a comedy and you're not supposed to take it seriously, I was like, how do they, how do they find these jobs? Like, George starts the show, and, like, he's not doing anything and hasn't done anything, and he's living at home, and then he's working for the Yankees. Well, that's, like, in the middle of the show. I think at the beginning he was working for um, that Kroger guy. Right. And he gets fired. <laughs> he just keeps showing up to work. That was a great Larry David Get thing. A, yeah, which is so funny because he did it. I nope. just think about that. Like, I think about that shit, and I'm like, man, people had more interesting lives than me, and it makes me sad. <laughs> well, people, like, felt confident. <laughs> Taking a risk, and I don't know what changed where people just like... You can't afford to do that anymore, man. You can't afford to lose your fucking job in the entertainment industry and walk away whole anymore. You can't fucking do it. You can't even do it in, in industry, in business now, unless you're like one of the higher up people. Like, I don't need this company because I was the head of this department for seven years. I can go translate that somewhere else. I don't really need this yeah. anymore. You know, That'll translate into other work. But, but like, that's assuming you give a fuck. I was a coordinator in this position where I was a latch key fucking, you know, whatever. And I was a workhorse. But guess what? There's 100,000 other people who have the same fucking credentials that I do. So we are seen as disposable. And like, you know, so you can't take risks anymore. You can't take those fucking risks. Imagine if SNL hired us as writers. And there was something like... I would one, regret it immediately. Well, think about it, dude. Like, we're there and we're actually making money to, to write humor and we, like, turn it shit around. We're like, we're going to bring this shit back to when it used to be funny. You know, in the fucking 70s. Uh, I don't even think it was that fucking funny, ever. Really, honestly. Yeah. It was different than anything that was on TV. Okay, now that's fair. I like the Will Ferrell days more than anything. When he was doing the, the Jeopardy shit, I thought was funny. Um, a lot of his skits I really enjoyed. Um, I liked him... I, I like some of the craziness of like Chris Kattan's roles because he was willing to go for it. They were just outrageous. They weren't particularly haha funny, but they were sort of like, not akin to secondhand embarrassment, but like that sort of weird, like subversive kind of humor. I don't really know how else to put it. What I'm trying to say is imagine getting the chance to be like, we could come on that show and write good skits and write things that are actually funny and get them seen by millions of people. And one day some dude comes out and just fucking shouts us down. We're not going to look at that writer and be like, we just fucking killed it for three weeks on this show. Everyone's loving the stuff we're doing. Fuck you. We're out of here. We'd probably take our lump and go, oh, fuck. But we would take the opportunity to keep doing work. 
It would probably. I don't know how well we'd be able to stand up for ourselves against something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's that's on you. You can choose to be like institutionalized no, and, and not back down to a fucking prison rape, or you can go. I don't need this fucking job. If I'm really but as if we good, really did. If need I'm the really job. as good at this as I fucking am by the the proof that we have from the last three weeks that every sketch that we wrote, everyone fucking loved, and we kill. We can go do our own fucking thing. And True. people will follow us. In today's day and age, yeah, you're probably right. Probably I don't like SNL it. because everyone treats it like, oh, it's so homogenized now. Lauren Michaels is a fucking kingmaker, and he's the tastemaker in comedy. And SNL is a launching pad for a Hollywood career. Like, it's not a farm team. It should just be its own thing. You're on it for as long as you enjoy but that's it what it's and become. are viable. That's what it's become. It's what that's been since the beginning. Well, it's because they've because built... the, literally the first season, Chevy Chase then left to do his own thing. True. Well, it's like that's – there's – you know, they've. It's undeniable that there's been some great shit, like some great actors, not necessarily great, but great comedians that have come out of SNL. They just have. Um, so it, I think it's it's arguable to say that now it doesn't matter whether they're churning out great people or not; those people are going to get roles. It's hard to say. Like you look at the the current cast, and I go, the the strongest person they have is Keenan, um, and it's only because he's been doing that shit forever. And look at that. How? Oh, why is my battery running low? What the fuck? I've got it plugged into the wrong thing. Elaine, have I ever told you about the time where I plugged in my laptop to the wrong outlet and Let's see if it that died doesn't... in the middle of a podcast? <laughs> there we go. What were we talking about then? We're talking about SNL. I think it, the moment has passed now and we can just like start. Sh- Sherry O'Terry, uh, you know, she fucking. <laughs> Sherry O'Terry could get it. Sure. Yeah, she could. In her heyday. Let's pivot this to a, uh, what everyone wants to hear. Which female cast members of SNL we objectified the most when we were younger? Sherry O'Terry, for sure. She had that, you know, pent-up energy. I'm trying to think now. Like, really? It'd be kind of like fucking a puggle. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, like, she gets on top and just, like, you hold on for dear life, because if you let go, she just Well, I just like... feel like Sherry O'Terry and, and Will Ferrell were just doing a shit ton of cocaine backstage and then running out all hyped the fuck up. I don't know. I, See, dude, the... I get that vibe. I don't know. I feel like SNL and the amount of work that those guys go through is synonymous with all of those people backstage just doing a shit ton of cocaine. Well, I mean, by that, by the time they were on it, they had cracked down on that, and the, the industry landscape changed. It used to be like in the days when Tom Davis and Al Franken were the head writers. Yeah, it was just like constant pot smoke wafting out of their office, and Belushi was coked to the fucking Ackroyd was coked to the fucking gills. Chevy, I mean, everybody. I think the only one who didn't do anything might have been Jane Curtain. But everyone else was just like fucked up all the time. That's what I'm saying. I... But that, but the culture changed because the more that it becomes a product, the more that behavior becomes a liability. True. Now you make ad, you have advertisers to answer. But then to. again, when you have someone who's like a big commodity like Will Ferrell, maybe you let that shit go. I don't know. I'm not saying the guy's know. never done cocaine in his life, but I also think it's selling him short to say that that's where the magic came from. I'm not saying that's where the magic came from. I'm just saying that there's a couple of skits that he does where you see his energy is crazy fucking high. I'm not saying that that necessarily isn't his thing, but I also look back at, like, everyone's like, well, look at the weirdness of, like, uh, Jim Carrey. Like, that didn't come from drugs. It absolutely came from drugs. A lot of that was drugs. But how has he admitted that? I don't watch enough Jim Carrey to know. I'm pretty sure he was big into acid for a while. But to the point where, like, every special thing about him came from that? I don't... The point where when you see him being weird at Ace Ventura sometimes, maybe it was a little bit more than just Jim Carrey is what I'm saying. But then that's really fucking sad because that means nobody is talented and that you need it drugs to be talented. It doesn't mean that nobody's talented. It just means that every now and then Ace Ventura did acid and sometimes Harry Potter was drunk. 
It's just that's that's the sad like that's peering behind the curtain of a lot of those people in the industry. I buy that you need to be drunk to to like Harry Potter or to like be Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't want the thing is. One, I don't so, know if that was it, man. Someone I fucking love dearly and would go to the ends of the earth for Machado. Uh-huh. Harry Potter is huge in her life. Sure. So I don't want to dunk on fucking Harry Potter. Does she Potter. not know that Harry Potter was a drunk at certain I just want to go, do you not know Harry Potter's bad? <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to hear that and just hey, I enjoyed the crush Harry Potter. the glass in her hand. I, I, I read all the Harry Potters. I remember getting to the end of it and being like, love? It was love? Conquered all? This truly is fantasy. But that's because I'm a cynic. No, don't, no, no, no. I'm I just, still I'm read just, the words, damn you. I'm just fucking with Emily. Like, I, I watched all the movies. I read all the books. I like Harry Potter. I You're just like being an asshole? I, yeah, I just like trying to give her a little heart attack. Now I'm and shocked. Then. Just keep her on her toes. I'm shocked. I love you. <laughs> Long time listener. Um, Maybe the only one at this point. We're pretty much only doing this show for her at this point. Well, I'm starting to wonder, like, what a point you're just trying to alienate everybody, you know. I'll get to, to all the of them eventually. Well, I found out that some of the people who listen uh, are, are somewhat conservative in their political views sometimes. Smash on them! Oh, we've got a, <laughs> I, I just found out a bunch of people uh, that listen to the show. Uh, we've got a big female uh, group listening. Smash on them! i tell you one thing I have been thinking about a lot. What's that? I'm thinking, like, because I have such bad luck with women. Uh-huh. Just, like, famously bad luck with women. I've been, like, wondering what it would look like to do this the back half of my life, which also I am only 30 years old, so that means I've only got 30 to go. As, like, a hermit? No, as, as, a, as, as a gay, but, like, a classic oh, gay. A gay, huh? Vintage gay. I'm talking, like, Tom of Finland gay. Like, have you ever seen those sketches? I think it's going to get hard for you at a certain point. Oh, it's going to get hard for me. That's not what I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to set you up for that. I, think, I swear. I think you were unconsciously. No, but like, have you seen those sketches? The the Tom of Finland mm. sketches? No. They're these like charcoal pencil sketches that this guy does of like super buff dudes with massive bulges. Oh. Just like monster dongs. So you're just going to become like a, a really big, strong gay guy. I want it, but. Because I, as you know, being gay is a choice is what you're saying. I mean, you said that, Rory. I didn't. No, that's what, I mean, you're just saying, you, that's what you're saying, is that you're choosing to be gay. Nope, I'm asking a philosophical question about what would happen if I did become gay in the back half of my life. You are the one who said, oh, you're choosing to be gay, therefore putting that on me. Uh, yeah, that's what it seemed like you were you're, saying. You're the bigot. Oh, okay. Just, wear, just take the L, Rory, you're the bigot. Okay, so that, what would it look like? I think it would probably look the same as now, except it would be with dudes instead of women. I think that's a. I think that's. Can you a, grow like a really huge handlebar mustache? You know, too for I can't me? grow facial hair. Thank you for twisting that knife. Well, I mean, can you get some sort of procedure done? Get I, some. Get some of the, like get the butt hair and get it put on your upper lip. Have you seen what happens when like people who are balding get that treatment? Where oh, like, their their head bleeds. puncture your fucking scalp and it just bleeds. Bleeds. Yes. Why would why just shave your fucking head? I don't know. Ball, go bald People, gracefully. Shout out to fucking brother of the pod Tanner. He fucking went bald with beauty and grace. He's majestic. Yeah. Let's put it this way: if I do become gay on my thirty first birthday, he's the first one I'm going after. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Anna. I am gonna ride him straight to hell. That's <laughs> because that's what are you what are you implying there? I'm gonna put <laughs> I'm gonna put a bit and a bridle in his mouth and take him across state lines in a barrel. Figure that one out. That sounds like love. That's what that sounds like to me. It's going to be some tender meat. <laughs> but I think I'd make a sweet, if I could, like, I'm about to go keto, too. So I'm about to go keto. I'm about to be gay. I don't understand the keto thing. What don't you understand? I don't understand why. Again, I thought ketosis was a bad thing. No. 
but as everyone's trying to, you try to get ketosis while you're on the keto diet, and getting there drives you almost insane. Well, it almost kills you. Um, <laughs> keto is Sounds really like a great plan. Only supposed to be for people with like an insulin sense for diabetics. Oh. Keto is really a diet so for diabetics. you're be- telling me like some gym, some Brooklyn hipsters got a hold of this and were like, whoa, this is going to make me so fucking toned. And they started taking what was supposed to be something for people with actual health issues and they applied it to themselves. Well, they're not hogging all the resources. I mean, there's <laughs> piss strips that you have. There's piss strips that you have to use to see if you're in ketosis, but those are a dime a dozen. I know. I'm not saying like you guys are removing their resources. I- I'm saying... That it sounds wildly irresponsible. It's not. Listen to the science behind it. Okay, go on. If you go keto, so theoretically, if you macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, right? And you need a certain amount of each to do different things. Fat, hormone regulation, mostly. Um, carbohydrates to create energy for your body and protein to preserve and build muscle, right? Yeah. Okay, sure. And to keep you satiated so you're not fucking starving. All Everything day. you've said so far sounds very true. I mean, you just eat handfuls of macaroni dry out of the box. So I, I wouldn't expect you to get they've, it. They've got such a satisfying crunch. Yes. <laughs> you just, like little chips, You just you pour know? Shell's pasta into a fucking bowl and put milk over it. Oh. I've seen him do it. Rory, what are you doing? Well, listen, man, it's all going to get there somehow anyways. Might as well just chuck it in a blender and uh-huh. drink it like a shake. Hey, man, you got any heroin on you? Be a lot cooler if you did. Hold on, man. I'll come over later. First, I got to make me a pasta shake. Just... <laughs> Just you chewing on drywall screws. I don't know why I keep destroying the blades on my magic bullet. I keep, I gotta keep buying new ones. Magic my ass. Magic my newly gay ass. <laughs> okay, so what? We'll keep going. So keto. So when you eat a balanced macro diet and you work out, your body is it, it's using carbs for fuel. So when you lower the amount of carbs that you're taking in and you're working out intensely. Your body needs something for fuel, and it goes, well, the protein is here to spare the muscle if uh-huh. you're eating enough of it. Spare the muscle. There's, like, next to no carbs, some to, enough to keep you alive because you need, like, fiber and stuff like that. But what do we have readily available? Oh, we have this body fat hanging around. We can burn this and use it for energy. So you trick your body into burning your disgusting fat. <laughs> My fat is beautiful. To peel away the wax and reveal the statue underneath. Oh, is that how you see it? I have abs of steel. They're just hidden by this. So it goes after the fat and it doesn't like go after your muscle? Since it's trying to burn protein? Wouldn't it try to also like... So you're talking about these three building blocks here. Why is it just like, well, let's go after the fat? Like, why isn't it just like, let's burn the muscle in his arms? Well, it will try to eat your muscle if you are not... If you don't have adequate nutrition. You need to be eating enough calories and enough protein. a shit ton of protein. Yeah, I mean, you should see the amount of fucking protein I have to eat every week. I'm 250 pounds. I have to eat 250 grams of protein. That's a whole chicken breast. That's like six ounces of fucking beef. That's a piece of of fish. That's six eggs. Eat a lot of steak. You got to be careful of the red meat. Yeah, get that red meat. For the old ticker. I have 30 more years to live of getting fucking my boy pussy turned out (laughs) in airport bathrooms. So I'm going to enjoy every one of them. What are all these stars on this map for? Nothing. Um, well, see, again, that just so you're just basically cutting out one of the important things you need and, and hoping your body eats the fat instead. That's just what happens. It does. That. And then you piss on the strip, and if it turns purple, congratulations, you're in ketosis. And now, what is so ketosis is just the state of your body peeing out your fat. <laughs> it's using the it's burning fat as a fuel source. It's burning stored fat as a fuel source, and 
and all I got to do is stop eating pasta? All you got to do is have two weeks of flu-like symptoms and cognitive fog, and after that, you're beautiful. So I already did that with the coronavirus, so what's another two weeks? You are. You're going to feel like you've got the Rona for two weeks, and then you suddenly start getting dates. <laughs> oh, good. That's awesome. That's the only thing that's been keeping me uh, from not getting dates. You want to do keto with me? I don't know if I do. If you did keto, dude, you'd be like at 2% body, bat, body fat by Christmas. I'd be so stringy and sinewy. Oh my God, look at that man. He's so sinewy and pale. You can look like you do heroin without ever having to jab a needle in your arm. That's great. I mean, tell me I'm I wrong. I didn't know they were filming a Tim Burton <laughs> around Vermont. Look la, at that. La, la, so la, fun. La, 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 la. What scary monster are you? Get away from me. Oh, he's so believable. Is it an opioid addicted ghoul, Jack? I feel like if I were to ever get, I'd be one of like those unfortunate bastards who has like the really weird shaped abs. Like, what's that gap in the middle? I don't understand that. That is called diastasis recti. Oh, pregnant women get that. That's fucked up. Because the the um, <laughs> you have a name for it. Yeah. The, well, I don't have a name for it. Science has a name for it. Oh, but you knew the name, I guess. Well, because one of my first clients in Manhattan when I was training, no big deal. I was a personal trainer in New York City, which basically makes me better than you. Um, I was hobnobbing with journalists and rich people. I was training pregnant women how to fix their stretched out bellies after childbirth. Yay. And yeah, there's like specific like exercises and a specific way you've got to breathe to like help that fascia in between your rectus abdominis is your, <laughs> your little Lego brick abs. Rectus. I know. Rectus, damn well, see, near killed us. I'm saying that would be what would happen to me. I'd get like one of those like weird misshapen abs. You're like, I feel like he's missing one somewhere. No, that only happens <clears throat> if you get like, if you were to do like what the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia did, and yeah. you gain 60 pounds in like a month, uh-huh. you're just like slamming like 12,000 calories a day, and you just blew the fuck up. You'd become probably pre-diabetic pretty bad. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> and... um. You'd, like, it's, it's and then rapid, I didn't want keto rapid. anyways. Yeah, I mean, keto will be there waiting for you. You can have little abs that droop off your belly like udders. That sounds pretty brutal. <laughs> you have to work out with it, though, and it's like effort sounds... Like, I want to slide into the end of the world where when it comes to taking me, I'm like, well, I guess I should have prepared, but at least I understand. Just like early Mad TV, Will Sasso big, and I'm just like, oh, well, good. <laughs> Lemons? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the zombie horde just rolls me over. Honestly, whatever it is, you really people say like, oh, if you're fat in the zombie apocalypse, you'll be a treat. Untrue. Untrue. You really Some, think so? You'll be all fat. They can't eat that. The they can make candle wax out fat. of you. What? The zombies will love that fat. But let's but the people you're talking about cannibals. I'm talking about like cannibalism. Like, oh, in the apocalypse, I would be eaten because, yes, I, I, I obviously agree. Zombies have no sense of reasoning. You put that in soup. Something I don't know the fat. Yeah, you render it in some way. You make like candle wax out of it. Okay, so or soap. Yeah, you make a bunch of make a bunch of uh, Rory soap. That's what's cool about keto is you piss out your fat and you can make it into soap. Is that is that are you gonna do that? Make yeah. yourself a little say make yourself a little a little Koch candle. <laughs> I'm gonna make pee pee soap and we're gonna sell it through the Skimbo Lounge. We're gonna make an Etsy. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be artisanal piss soap. I'll add nice colors to it. Oh, look at this one. It's lavender. Oh, that's. Oh, it smells awful. Why are they all brown and smell like asparagus? <laughs> what are we going to name that soap? It's. I, th- I mean, I like pee pee soap. Oh, I thought we were going to like keto cotches pee pee soap or something. Keto? Wait, 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 wait. Keto cotches cleanliness so it can be KKK. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. No. 
Gotcha, Chalamet. Yeah. Gotcha. Listen, I don't even pretend I set you up for that. You just... You you don't have to set me up for anything. You monster. I'm sticking and moving. You monster. Today. So, yeah. That sounds great. We got so far off of my original thing, though, which is that I think I'd make a super sweet, like, village people, 70s, like, <laughs> macho gay guy. I'll have to glue on a mustache every day, yes. And then just get, like, the leather biker cap well, and the it, aviators, like, no shirt ever. You know, you got to start now. I would say, like, it's weird because when I lived in San Francisco and I started walking around the area all the time, um, I did not realize one time that I'd walked into San Francisco's gay district. Is that I, the Castro district, or am I imagining? I think that? that's the Castro district. I can't remember the name of it. Like I don't. The meatpacking district. But I just like I eventually like it was one of those things. Like I don't understand. Like again, I was standing at an intersection and a dude, similarly dressed to what you're talking about, like started flirting with me a little bit. And I was like, everyone's so nice over here, <laughs> and I didn't understand it. And then like you look up and like every second floor is all it's all pride flags and everything like that. And I was like, I'm a dumbass. I'm in the gay district. I should not have yelled that. Um, you're just standing in the middle of the sky. <laughs> I'm in the gay district. It makes so much sense now. Even the homeless people are so cheery and clean. <laughs> I no, <laughs> no, they were pretty. They, they just were, have signs that say, "I need money for glitter." <laughs> no, come on. Uh, we love you, yeah, San Francisco. You know what saying? That's what you should just move out to. Move out to the Castro district. I mean, if you can afford it, I've got. To, that's, that's like where the rich gay people of America move. Is is San Francisco, man? <sighs> Nope, I'm going to be the gay guy that lives out of his car. Has Spends all his money on costumes. You just got to go meet a nice guy who works for Apple, and you can settle down with him. Of course, then again, he's probably got the sense to commute into the city, so he's probably not, li- you know. I'm not living in Jersey or Connecticut. That's fair. That's a non-starter for me. Oh, okay, I see. Well, also not going to spend the back half of my life being gay and monogamous. That sounds awful. I mean, you never know. Maybe that's the type of, you know, you, you, you not at first. But then you realize, like, just, you know, just because they're gay doesn't mean that their relationships can't hurt as well. And it really breaks you down after a couple years. We're like, why am I doing this to myself? I should have more self-respect. And uh, <laughs> You do this every time. And, yeah, and eventually, you know, you stop going back to Terrence or whatever his name is. And you realize, you know, you, you don't have to be living your life like that. And you meet this nice guy and you settle down. And, oh, look at him. He happens to uh, work for Apple. I don't know why we keep going back to Apple. He's doing you great. Got fucking stock options with them Head or something. Department, bro? I thought about it for a while. I really did. Uh, and you, you know, you settle down. You get a border collie. You guys get some lands. Maybe in Oregon. Oregon. Maybe a peach orchard. Oregon. See, the thing is, I, I think the thing is, rather than being a straight guy who gets hurt all the time in relationships, uh-huh. I will become a gay guy who perpetrates the heartache because I will absolutely get with a guy. I'll get with Terrence and he will sell all of his stock in Apple. It's not a lot. Nothing's ever been worse though. When my gay friends are in that kind of turmoil, they always seem so much sadder than I am. I'm like, man, she broke up with me and my heart's broken. But like when my friend, like when some of my gay friends in college, like we're having guy troubles, they seem to care way more than I ever did. So you're an asshole. You're, because, a, you're well, a real monster. Because to break kayfabe for a minute, I, it's 1000% harder to date gay. Because, oh, sure, of course. I mean, everything about it is fucking way harder. So I, I can't understand even imagine. why I went through that. But to step back into the comedy for a moment. And I have a hard time just dating women, so I can't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. And I think. This isn't helping either. I'm I, don't, sure. I don't think I, I have any recourse to mistreat women because I obviously don't know how to deal with them. So you know now what you're going to mistreat men instead. But Matt. I know exactly how to mistreat a man and make it count. Because well, yeah. you know how to hurt him. I think that's why it hurts so much more. Yes. I know where to stick the knife on a man. His takes, penis. Takes some, 
say it takes some women years to learn just how to break a guy's heart. And I've learned from the best. So I'm going to let Terrence take out all of his stock and he's going to buy the peach orchard and he's going to be like, oh, I can't wait. And like, it's going to be so great. And like, I've been looking at the border collie adoption online. And you've been cheating on him the entire time. Exactly. And he just catches me with nine guys. Nine specifically. Nine. And, and here's the fun twist. Whore. The border collie. Oh, you whore. That we went to Louisiana to get from a a high kill shelter. Oh. And it was there. High kill shelter. And it is very (laughs) allergic to peanut butter. And we did not know that ahead of time. Oh, you sound, uh, that's not great. Actually, I'm a champion for equality because I'm going to show that gay people can be very evil. I was going to say, there's somebody out there who doesn't like this story, and I just want to let them know that they're also kind of assholes because everybody has an equal opportunity to be a monster. And that's what this was all about. I'm a gay monster. Maybe that's the title of this episode. I'm a gay monster. I don't know if people will like that. I don't... It's just a picture of Harvey Milk as Frankenstein. I say it's just a picture of Bert and Ernie. Bert's <laughs> they're just yelling at each other, <laughs> <laughs> throwing a fucking cast iron frying pan at Bert. Yeah. <laughs> Get out! Why are you so withholding? Cookies in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I found crumbs, an ocean of them. Uh, Where did these big yellow feathers come from? This is how we got bed bugs. Sorry, Bert. <laughs> Get out of here, snuffle up against. But I can fit my whole trunk up. We know what you're gonna say. I don't. I don't care if you're make believe. Yeah. There's some dark Sesame Street humor for you. All my homies live on the street. I was never bold enough to wear one of those shirts, though. No. Where's all the Sesame Street characters and like all my homies are from the street? I'm like, that's offensive. I mean, if they were dressed as gangsters, then I would have worn it because that's just taking the offense as far as it can go. It's just kind of lazy to be like. Let's steal black culture and then like that's a that's a lot of business. That's a lot of businesses. I know. I mean that's yeah. like it's like these banks that like put a BLM flag up. It's like you do that nothing was... but try to rake black people over the coals. But look at that's sudden... every business. The second like Pride Month comes out, suddenly all these businesses are all about it, and then all of a sudden it goes away and they don't talk about it for another couple of years. You had the month and there it is, and ha ha. And they try to make the money. Like look at how as a great example to pull it out of something that's a little bit like less divisive was when coronavirus happened and um they immediately all were like we're here for you during the coronavirus plague when blah blah i mean they didn't say they didn't call it a plague (laughs) we're here for you and we're trying our best to make sure that everyone who not only works for us is safe and comfortable oh here's a little cat like oh look at him there's a little boy he's got some cocoa and like doing like the warm we care businesses don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about you they don't give a fuck about pride or, or Black Lives Mattering or awareness of any kind. They're about trying to take your money and always have been. They just want you to buy corn chowder from Panera Bread Company. Like maybe the manager gives a shit, but at a certain point, somebody there realized it was good optics to like be to to be like, well, if the manager does it, are we going to allow them to keep the sign up? Isn't that prudent? Uh, should we should we maybe like do uh do some testing and get some focus groups to no just let them put up the fucking sign and they all have that long discussion and they throw money at it to see if it's going to alienate a certain part of their crowd and then they make a decision about whether they're going to do it or not. Well, like Papa John's decided pretty early on that they were going to you know be the preferred pie of the alt right. Yeah, 
Well, it's like a proud boy shit. pie. Or like, like I would be shocked one day if it's like, wow, look at that Guns and Ammo magazine that has the BLM flag on the front cover, and they mean it. I'd be like, those people actually fucking mean it because they're gonna lose so much fucking business from doing that. Like, end the violence in Myanmar, whatever it is, you know. Like, they're end yeah, it. Yeah, they're never. <laughs> why are why a gun company like? It's that kind of thing that I'd be very surprised about. Like a small business, though, you know, you own a local store. It's just you. Uh, you sell your little curios or whatever the fuck it happens to be, and you put up that sign. I actually believe it. You're not trying to make money off of it. But when Starbucks comes out and now the cup holder has the little fucking flag, and you're like, wow, great. They care. No, they don't. Well, you did the bare minimum. We're, we're all real proud Whew, of you. Wow. How is it that I am doing more for the future of equality in this country by sitting here and talking about all the fun stuff I'm going to do when I'm gay. Yeah, see, if that... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what you were doing with that whole thing. Two weeks? My birthday's in two weeks? And then it's like <laughs> werewolf. It's going to be like Teen Wolf. If you guys didn't know that that's what his goal was with everything he just said, now you do. Bringing it home. Whew. Dude, it is. It, I think that's actually hilarious. It's like, it's like Teen Wolf. Like, my birthday happens. I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, what's happening to me? And all of a sudden, I turn, like, really gay. Like, really gay. Really- <laughs> <laughs> that's asshole. the point. I turn really tan, and all the hair falls off my body. And my dad's like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, don't come in here. Oh, oh God. And my, like, pants rise up and just get shorter and shorter. I don't know how it would be. The different- and then I, I answer the door, and it's just my dad looks exactly the same. It's exactly like Teen Wolf when he answers, and his dad's a wolf, too. It's just my dad in a mesh tank top with no. Got something to talk about. We need to talk, son. <laughs> so, what does that have to do with my age? Like, well, I admit it's a bit of a plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> See, when the men in this family turn thirty, I don't know how to tell you this, but we get super gay. I've been fighting it for years. Your mom was a great A beard and a terrific mother. <laughs> I feel super bad for all the horrible stuff. <laughs> now begins a new family. portion in your life. Let's go to the bathhouse in downtown Barry. Jeez, <laughs> oh, in a sewer. And that's not a knock on gay people. That's a knock on Barry. Oh, lovely. Where we're, we're, uh, we are obviously from. <laughs> and to carry the Sesame Street motif, it's just Oscar the Grouch in the fucking bathhouse of the sword. It's just piss in his little can. He's ladling it on himself, just hot piss, being like, the boys are out tonight. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I pictured it for a second in my head. I realized I just didn't want to be there. Oscar I, the Grouch look, ladling hot piss on himself? I know that they're they're using Gatorade or, or colored water, but my mind makes me think it's actually piss. The production value is that good. I don't know what they're trying to teach the kids. What are they trying to teach the kids? <laughs> They've got an agenda. That's the thing. I love that people get jacked up about <laughs> Sesame Street having an agenda because they did a Muppet. PBS are leftist commies. Well, yeah. That's their argument is because fucking they did like a Muppet with AIDS. They're trying to teach my kids to read, sons of bitches. They're trying to teach my kids to be tolerant of other cultures. We Fuck all, that. We know what the count is. He's a vampire. does math. So. Yeah, he's the HIV positive Muppet. <laughs> no. 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 Really? Well, the whole blood thing. My count, my T-cell count. One, <laughs> two, three T-cells. Oh, that's really, really sad. I'm just connecting the dots here, buddy. That makes me really sad. Oh, it's been a long time since I watched an episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> you have nieces. How have I seen one more recently Sunny than you? Sunny days. We should start writing for them. They're like, no, you're fired. Immediately. I still really want to do um, Tucker Carlson's Sesame Street. 
I, I, I did that on a couple podcasts ago. I was riffing on like Big Bird's an Eagle, and he's got like big, uh, yeah. big hard on for open carry. I just walked around. It's Lock. your right as a citizen. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name? Of, oh, I'm not even going to go there. What's the name of that piece of shit who, uh, got, who got away with shooting those people? You'll have to be much more specific. Exactly. <laughs> much more specific. Um, George Zimmerman. All uh, lives matter. Man. He's just up there. <laughs> just a big bird. Cookie Monster. Blue lives matter. Yeah, exactly. It's just Cookie Monster and George Zimmerman doing a PSA for the cops. Yeah. Oscar the Grouch gets a job as a policeman. If you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have to worry about us. He's just voiced <laughs> by Adam Carolla now. Look, statistically, the blacks <laughs> kill each other more than we kill them. Oh, no. Oh, no, Adam Carolla. <laughs> just Tucker Carlson in a sweater eating it up. Just... Can't wait to go home and beat my wife and kids later. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, that was Bill O'Reilly. Was, yeah. He was the one that was, yeah, allegedly wailing on his Who'd kids. Who'd you say, Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's the guy who had to go to court to prove that his show shouldn't be taken as real news in order to get him out of a lawsuit. So if you're believing Tucker Carlson for anything, he says, I got news for you, and I just said it. I hope you're paying attention. Come on, seriously. I think Tucker Carlson goes home and his wife beats him, and that's the only way he can get hard. I was going to say, and I think he likes it. He just needs to be totally emasculated. He projects that energy on TV where he's like, look, I'm right. It's the same thing with Ben Shapiro. It's a righteous indignance that follows them, I think, probably through their entire life. Gets home. Oh, oh, great. Here we are. Brussels sprouts. That's fantastic. Again, and his wife comes up to him. Oh, great. So happy to have you home. We're out there educating the masses again, and they just fucking hate fuck each other with sarcasm and that sort of like holier-than-thou condescension. And it translates right into the bedroom, obviously. Ben Shapiro's wife just balls him up like a tissue and stuffs him right inside her pussy. And it is wet as fuck when well, she does it. I was going to say, it was. I was going to say, mention how dry that sex must be. <laughs> Just Sahara-level, uncomfortable, penis through the sheet, Takes dry. all the skin off on yeah. the way in. Make room for Jesus. Now this is what God intended. Even though he's not Christian. <laughs> yeah, just, who, who's their deity in Judaism? Is it still uh, God? Yeah, it's just, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's three, the same God. It's Old Testament versus New Testament. Yeah, the three ways. Abrahamic religions all, all have a God. The Muslims just call it Allah, right? Yeah. All right. Good to know. And they came last, so they're they're the most right, obviously. Yes. Yes. I would agree. This is a mostly Muslim podcast. This is a extremely that's the one group you will never see us even attempt comedy on, because Rory and I are both Muslim. So. Yeah. So watch what you say. We it's hold you important. to a different standard. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. We hold the podcast to Don't a different depict standard. Don't depict the prophet. Can't depict the prophet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very uh very good stuff. Where's our where's our award? for this podcast yeah we're both pro-israel and pro-muslim like because we're muslim so figure that one out yeah how does that even work you tell us yeah so where's that hate mail <laughs> god damn it you guys we don't want to do this anymore i have two goals okay Again, nobody nobody writes emails anymore i want to stop doing this podcast and i never want to be employed again in my life so please cancel me because of the things i say i know i always say this is a comedy show but cut that out Remove the context. Show this to potential employers. I don't want to work again. <laughs> and I don't want to get money from the government. Use my words against me. Use my words against me. Like my hero, Lindsey Graham, said, the Rose of the Carolinas, someday use my words against me 
and shove it in real deep like. Yeah. Twist. Yeah. That's a big thing apparently is that like. And then someone goes click and turns off this podcast. As you said, I'm sorry, sir. You do not get to work at Arby's. And like, <laughs> I'm at the end of my rope, man. Come on. Please. That also, was a bit. And then he, they turn it back on. Also, fuck Arby's. Yeah. Pieces of shit. Roast beef sandwiches. What the fuck? Fucking Arby's. Disgusting. I'll show you we my have shoe. the meats. <laughs> Tell you who's got the meats. Ben Shapiro's wife. Uh, That's what she calls it. I can't even. Why? Did, I can't even believe he said that shit. What Ben Shapiro? That a, yeah. a pussy shouldn't be wet. Yeah. I mean that it I mean, that is what, just it, insane. What's the context there, Ben? Like, if she's afraid and running away, like, what is the cognitive dissonance that it takes to go on television and say? Having a wet vagina is a medical condition. Look, a vagina that <laughs> pours liquid so bad that you need a fucking drip tray or a diaper. Well, we've seen those people like hyperhidrosis like who have like the, the sweaty palms always. Like yeah. Those people. Like that's an actual medical condition. So yeah, I'm sure there's some out there. If that's happened in your in your hush, then yeah, you've <laughs> I would say yes, that's probably a medical condition. That's my favorite. <laughs> A hush? <laughs> I never... Of all the things you would have... I, <laughs> I was going to say Lala, but that felt a little juvenile. Yeah. I, we would also accepted Cha-Cha, <laughs> which also a little juvenile. If your Cha-Cha puss is just a little too moist. Well, that just negates it when you say puss after it. But the guy has children. Yeah. And, and I his would wife's ass- a doctor. And his wife is a medical doctor. She's just like sitting there like... Sweetie, yes, that's that's what that means. It's totally normal for you to not arouse me in any way. <laughs> What's your net worth? It's not because you're short as fuck and, and obnoxious. And I once had three football players at the same time in high school, and everything after that has been completely downhill. <laughs> it's that one special time. <laughs> three guys and me in a, in a, in a locker. And an abandoned Arby's. We had the meats. Like a bunch of rats in a wool sock we were. (laughs) That's one of my favorite phrases. We went at it like two mice in a wool sock. I can't wait to be an old man and tell my grandkids that. Kids, we were like two rabbits. Fucking. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually one of my favorite things in um, Nutty Professor 2. When he's playing the grandma and he's talking to Janet Jackson about the this dream he had, or he's like, "It was me and Stone Phillips, and we, he throws me down on a stack of tobacco, and I don't have no panties, and we start going at it like two mice in a wool sock." That's amazing. Like that's when I knew uh, what I wanted to do with my life. I want to make people laugh, make people really uncomfortable, and turn gay at the age of thirty. How am I doing? Uh, I want to get one of those How's My Driving bumper stickers, but get it as a tramp stamp and go like, how's my fucking? Oh, that's good. And use that for my little second act in life. Just point at it every now and then. It's for fun. Average at best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. What? Uh, if it makes you happy, you know, it can't be, be that, that bad. bad. <laughs> so where you're going with that one. Yeah. What about you, Rory? What do you think the second half of your life holds? I feel like I'm one of those people who's just like, I got to stay the, the path of cynicism because the one day where I'm like, you know what, actually, things are looking up. I'll like go to the bank and be like, hey, friend, how are you doing? Like, this is a robbery. And he'll just like take me hostage and I'll be the guy that gets brought back or I'll make a new friend and they introduce me to a cult. And I end up being one of those people who tries to like drink the Kool-Aid to ride Hale Bop and or, or 
you know, I, I meet someone and it's a girl and she's really nice, but it leads to eye torture. We've talked about this one before. I just end up being the dude in the gimp suit in, in Pulp Fiction. Oh, so you're going to be gay too. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I end up like, I, I have to, you know, I think it's going to be pretty par for the course for me. Like, well, if I don't go outside today, nothing bad's going to happen. Actually, that would be fucking hilarious if it's like, I meet up with this dude, and he's like, I want to take you to this very special place. Okay, it's my first time. Be gentle. We walk in, and there's just a dude on all fours in a leather suit, and he just looks up and sees me, unzips the mouth. Koch? Takes off the mask. I look at you. Rory? Oh, my God. God. It's been forever. He just hits you in the back of the head with the butt of a rifle. Whack. Yeah. You wake up to hip to be square. (laughs) Everything's lined in plastic. I have fewer kidneys than I walked in with. And I still can't get dates. What's Rory playing with over there? Like a dog. And it's just me eating your kidneys. Is this dark enough for everybody yet? Um, Can we be done now, please, with the (laughs) podcast? Will you please stop listening? Trying to find the saddest thing possible. Please. It's hip to be square. (laughs) If we turn on Harry Potter and The Office, will you guys stop listening? <laughs> the only things you guys love, and if we promise to hate them, will you just please leave us alone? Will you guys let us know which one of us is Jim and which one of us is Pam? Because <laughs> some days I'm feeling like a Jim, and other days I'm feeling like a Pam. And then there are those days where you feel like a real Kevin, am I right? Oh, boy. You just can't keep the chili in the pot. Yeah. Oh, what a great reference. <laughs> And I don't know if that's emotionally or if that's your bowels or what. I, I was going to say, I feel like the folders he's trying to pick the chili up with on some days. Just an unwilling participant and trying to fix someone else's mess. Yeah. And you end up covered with a substance that looks at least similar to shit. Actually, that'd be fucking hilarious if someone would edit that clip so it's just him spilling a cauldron of diarrhea. <laughs> Why is that? Wow. Listen to him. <laughs> he really really thought that was that's the best thing ever i've never thought this show was fucking funny until just now <laughs> i mean our show not the office well uh, i, I thought both. you were talking about the office now am i yeah. i've never understood the appeal of this podcast until just now until that one joke that's what did it for you it's tr- <laughs> wow. what am i doing with my life kevin why do you have a thing of your poo it's just him rolling around in his own diarrhea. Well, guys, scoop it up with folders. If you ever wondered where the humor from this show comes from, there it is. Oh no! Honestly, you laughing was funnier than what you were talking about. It's oh, like man. one of those things with old with our old buddy Mitch, where he starts laughing before he can tell you what he's laughing about, <laughs> and it just is infectious. Did you notice, by the way? And no one pointed this out to me, and maybe it's like some kind of weird reverse narcissism. But in the cold yes. open for the last episode where I go, oh, it's like being sucked off by an angel. I sound like Mitch. Do you? I sound. Uh, maybe I should just get it up on the YouTube. No. And we'll just play it. They can just play the old episode. It's right at the beginning. Don't be lazy. They could. They you could. Know, you don't know they do won't. it. Uh, it's right here. We're going to play one do, of the many ads we have we don't do. It. Yeah, right. We just got sponsored by Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> for two, two health conscious guys. Are you in ketosis and do you just do nothing but piss your own fat out? Turn it into soap? Peloton's the bike for you. Mm-mm-mm. Peloton. Listen to this and tell me if you know who Mitch is that it just doesn't sound like Mitch. Oh, it's like getting sucked off by an angel. Okay, there's a little bit of Mitch in there at the beginning. Up until the angel. It's just, yeah. oh, like that. That sounds like Mitch. There's a little Mitch in there. What do you guys think at home? Send us the, uh, the number one if you agree that... 
Koch did sound like Mitch. The number two, if you say that, didn't really sound like Mitch at all. And number three is, who's Mitch? Yeah, do you even know who the fuck Mitch is anymore? <laughs> we got to get him back on the show. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to drag him in. Get him to read some ad spots. Uh, Mitch here for the diarrhea pot. <laughs> <laughs> why is it? Why? What is it? All right, that's it. I might just call this episode Diarrhea Pot now. I'm just going to have a picture of Kevin carrying a big <laughs> pot of stool. It's not that funny. It's not. I don't understand. Just him with a big giant pot that's just slopping fucking liquid shit yeah, over the Yeah, why is that so funny to you? I don't understand. Why would he be doing that? Because that's why it's funny. Because, because why would of, he be doing it? Because of the ludicrousness of him. All right. All right. Chili wasn't enough for you. It had to be poo. It's never enough. It's what chili becomes. Okay. That's what we'll call this episode, what chili becomes. I feel like we've 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 got we've enough material, for right? Yeah, sure. We can be done. I feel like you need to go mull that one over a little bit. That one knocks a lot of energy out of you there, buddy. I need to go back to church is what I need to do. I think this is the, the sleep deprivation hitting you. It's a thing of poo, and you just can't stop laughing about it. Yeah, it's three hours of sleep. Honestly, it's it's more like <laughs> there's like every seven listener, hours of sleep this weekend. Every listener out there went, oh, I OK. Oh, that's let's just call this episode sleep deprivation. Yeah. Well, you probably had your eight hours. I got a couple. Yeah. You kept it together this episode. I usually wake up in the middle of the night ah! <laughs> and then I, I'm up for like an hour. Let's see what's on Reddit. What oh, wakes my. you in the night? Just Anything in particular? Chance. No, I just wake up. Just a full bladder? No, not even really. I just like consistently wake up at some point during the middle of the night. Is that every, what it's like to night? get old? Maybe. I'm not that much older than you. Maybe that was my thing when I turned 30, is I just from now on just wake up in the middle of the night now. Ah! Spider-Man! What? Uh, uh. It just gets more and more frequent. Maybe you have that Italian sleeping sickness. Have you ever heard of that? No, don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> Where like they just eventually become such insomniacs that they go insane. They Great. can't. They can't sleep at all. They like physically cannot sleep at all, and it just kills them. Great. So I've got that to look forward to. Is what you're saying? Because I go to bed right now. I'm going to bed around like one because I've got nothing to do. Yeah. I wake up around nine. You know. I went to bed at four last night. That's why I sound like I inhaled like so five cigars. It sounds like you're just projecting onto me. Yeah, that sleep thing that you did. I slept four hours last night, but it's not me. You're the thing. You're destroying your body, Rory. Your family hates you. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's another episode. So um, you got this other podcast you do now. Sure. Progressive Rants. Do you have any previews for us of what's coming up on the show? Uh, no, just a lot of politics. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we might do some episodes about the Electoral College um, in the upcoming election. We were thinking about going live on Twitch election oh. night and just having a talk about uh, you know, a lot of depressing stuff. And I tend to ramble. They've been having a hard time with editing because of me, I think, specifically. You have a tendency yeah. to ramble. Go figure. So, uh, yeah, that's up. And then you've got your podcast. Yeah, the music podcast. We got a, a review of uh, Run the Jewels, RTJ4, and uh, Leanne Le Havis, her self-titled album. What fun. this week. Yeah. Yeah. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. Professional podcasters. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, look at that. Coming out of the woodwork. We getting paid yet? <laughs> <laughs> at least the government's giving you money. I didn't get uh, squat from those fuckers. That's the only reason I'm, I'm getting it, because they realize I have no other source of income. <laughs> that's going to end soon. That's going to end soon. Well, yeah, and I I, uh, I listened to your first episode of Progressive Rants. I liked it quite yeah. a bit. 
It's just me being very depressing and cynical about politics. But it's totally... I'm very good at it. No, it's a, it's a weird phenomenon because it's a totally different Rory. Like on this show, there's always this very like, oh, impish kind of thing that we both do as a comedy show. But then, yeah, on that one, it was like very stark. I'm like, wow. Rory's like, without me train wrecking it, be like, what if Joe Biden was gay? Like Rory can like get an actual thought out and it's coherent and makes a ton of sense, so... If, if you like, if you like talking uh, politics, uh, at least from a progressive standpoint, I mean, we aren't super pro Republican and we aren't super pro Democrat. We're kind of looking at everything from a very objective standpoint. In a way, we think you know we, we're trying to look at politics from the bottom up. Like, look at the people who kind of get stepped on and how they think about this kind of stuff. And yeah, real, real kind of realistic and kind of almost depressing stuff that we try to avoid on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No yep. more. Please talk about being gay and cauldrons of diarrhea spilling. Yeah, yep. and that's what and we aim to please. We delivered. So that's where we've been. Unless, like, please go back to the politics. Yeah, please. After that last episode, we really, uh, we, we contacted some support groups that are going to be giving you guys calls. We called GLAD, and they are going to come <laughs> down on your asses. And I go, don't threaten me with a good time. Oh. So yeah, I think that's that. I think we should make a substantial donation to Glad after this episode, quite frankly. I think you should make a substantial. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound, baby. You're on the show, too. Your name's on the marquee. Guilt by association. Listen, I didn't kill the guy. I just called his phone and told him to come over for sex. It's all my other, other guy who told me to call him over for sex who bashed his brains in with the hammer. He's the murderer. I mean, it's a pretty clear distinction. I think we're just haggling over the definition of murder at this point. Like, no, no, we're not. You're guilty. Clack, <laughs> like, <laughs> clack. Well, well, that is fair. That's as good a note as any to go out on. So you got anything else before we uh, ship off to Boston here? Nope. Uh, out on that line podcast, uh, progressive rants, and apparently I killed someone with a hammer. That's pretty much all there is to it. Guilt by association. Maybe we'll call the episode guilt by association. I didn't swing the hammer. I didn't swing the hammer. All right. That was depressing. <laughs> Let's be done. All right. Until next time, thank you. Go fuck yourselves. And goodbye. Bye.